0: It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. So Mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing. So I went to try to light up the fire, and that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom were expecting them to pull out. A dead cat or a bird. And instead they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve. His arms loaded with presents. He was gonna surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. Died instantly. That's how I found out there was no Santa Claus.
1: Breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. Ladies and gentlemen, on tonight's extras and epilogues, we are talking about Home Alone 2. That's the best I could come up with. He's kind of a monster, he's a he's a (laughs) selfish monster. No. I hate
2: that you didn't know the subtitle to Home Alone 2. <laughs> Shit, no, hold I on. I can hear you searching no. for
1: it. <laughs> I had this one. I had this one yesterday. Can we do it again real quick? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. A young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight on Extras and Epilogues, we're talking about critters. No, wait, I'm sorry. Ghoulies. <laughs> no, wait, I'm sorry. All of the films that were that were basically <laughs> ripoffs of the film we're actually talking about tonight. It's the 1984 Christmas Spectacular, Gremlins on Extras and Epilogues. Welcome to the theater, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. With me, of course, we have ladies and gentlemen. Before I introduce the 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 co-host of the show, let me just say, not often on Extras Thank and you. Epilogues. And in in life in general, Hunter and I agree on many things. We have a very similar taste in films.
2: Yes, we do.
1: Once in a while, a film comes along that splits us down the middle. Ghostbusters 2016 famously is one of those. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on Christmas, we present another one of those films. with that said, let me introduce my co-host, the world famous, Double H.
2: World famous is a strong term for it. Also lost in New York. Lost in New York is the
1: subtitle. Now I'm for aware of it. Two. Starring Donald Trump.
2: <laughs> well, featuring.
1: Featuring. Unfortunately. He's a featured player. Like, <laughs> like Andrew Dismukes.
2: Also and, with us tonight. He also was not ready for primetime.
1: <laughs> my backup tonight on this Marius of Christmas. Uh, back <laughs> once again. Haven't talked to her on here since the controversial Beet- Beetlejuice episode. Uh, it's Shelby Kimball.
3: Constantly eat after midnight.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> has yet to turn into it's a scaly after monster. Somewhere. <laughs> That's true. All right. First off, let me, let me say it. Gremlins 2 is a better film. We're going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it loud right. and say it proud. Shelby, do you agree with gonna that have statement? I'm
2: going to to take your word for it. I don't know.
3: There's, I like both of them a lot
1: also like both of them a lot but i think the second one gets rid of the pretense of this is a serious kind of film and just goes straight up insanity
3: where was that in the first one
1: the first 30 they're, minutes they're, they're... i'm serious how and yep. i talked about this yesterday the what first 30 minutes My
2: chief arguments. <laughs> yeah
1: it's, it's like a straight up christmas family movie which by the way yep. hey everybody out there listening merry christmas from podzilla 1985 if you're hey. listening to this on opening day that means you're listening to this on christmas which means you have no family so we're loved ones <laughs> and we appreciate you tuning in to us um both of these guys married. I,
2: I still can't believe that i got that um now here's where you're going to insert the thing that i got later christmas. on so, yeah. Uh, yeah i can't i can't <laughs> believe I, another <laughs> year <and> I, didn't, <laughs> I
1: didn't get a new mom it's all <laughs> i've asked for shit, your dad mom.
2: has to get re wait a minute shit shit um
1: Anywho, released well, on June 8th, 1984, written by Chris Columbus, as Hunter and I discussed yesterday, blew his mind.
2: Which is wild as hell. Home Alone Uh, goes on to direct, well, he directed Home Alone. John Hughes wrote Home Alone, but Chris Columbus goes on to direct Home Alone. He goes on to direct uh, several, if I remember correctly, the Harry Potter movies. I mean, this, I, I right. didn't even know that he was writing stuff, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then you've got uh, Joe Dante as director, which jo- Joe Dante no Slouch. He's, he's got quite a few, uh, he did, uh, the howling, which is one of the best, um, where second best werewolf movie of all time, probably he did police squad, the TV series, which is, I don't know if you ever watched police squad. It's what became the naked gun. Um, right i was gonna with, say with I'm, I'm aware Wilson. of
2: it i've never seen the shows but yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, the, it was the basis for it right it wasn't yes. coming out of the movies it was right where the, yeah okay.
1: it's where it started right he did uh a, a, a tv series that i thought was a fever dream until i spent some time with somebody who was from indiana recently Erie, indiana do you guys remember Erie, indiana he did that yeah he also did really? gremlins too he did the burbs which is a fantastic comedy with tom hanks he's oh. no slouch this joe dante joe dante Starring Zach Galligan as Billy, Phoebe Cates as, I think it was Kate, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. Kate. Mm-hmm. And Hoyt Axton as the father, the Pappy Familius of the family. Runtime yes, of sure was. 106 minutes. <clears throat> and that's the sweet spot. We say it all the time. Yeah, that's right bad. in the sweet spot. Budget versus box office. You're looking at $11 million budget versus $212 million box office. Bonafide hit. As they say, Hunter, bona fide hit. Oh yeah, critical reception, eighty six percent approval rating. Uh, critical approval rating from Rotten Tomatoes, seventy out of one hundred on Metacritic, generally favorable. Three out of four stars from Roger Ebert, which is surprising because Robert Roger Ebert, notorious for not liking bleak Christmas films. He he, or,
2: he, or gross out stuff. He's yeah. not big on on things that are over the top, like intentionally gross, which a right. lot of this movie is. There is yeah. a lot
1: of gross in this film specifically the part where she throws the one in the microwave will always stay i mean the blender was
3: pretty messy the blender
1: oh god i forgot about the blender (laughs) boy if you like seeing little creatures get chopped up chop gremlins chop gremlins then you're gonna love this film
3: also i like that mom was fucking bad already from being so afraid of dad's inventions all the time
1: she that woman's a,
3: ready to fight at any time. Her fight or flight, there is no flight. She's gonna grab something and stab. <laughs> she had
2: a. She sword. immediately told them they could get these hands. Like yeah. she was ready to
0: go.
3: Yeah.
1: They, yes, they, that did happen. It, it's like they put her in danger, but she was never in danger because she was too badass.
3: <laughs> oh, I She's forgot like, to I live in fear every day. Come at me.
1: <laughs> also starring Judge Reinhold. I love Judge Reinhold. He's, he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, he's not in it a lot, but he is. The parts that he's in, he's, you know, appropriately douchey. And yes. Dick Miller. It's an 80s movie, right? It's gotta Dick have Dick Miller. Miller. By law, it has to have Dick Miller. And <laughs> one of the Coreys, Corey Feldman's in this movie. Which, yeah. you know, a lot yeah. of people might forget that this is one of his uh first. I don't know if it was his first acting it's- roles, but it's one of his big ones.
2: I think his first was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was Friday the 13th before it was yeah. definitely around that time, which yeah. is one of the, you know, something we covered back in October. No, right. having seen that movie, when he showed up in this movie, I, I, you hear his voice before you see him. And I knew immediately, oh shit, that's Corey Feldman.
1: Yeah. He, he comes around
2: the corner. And sure enough. It is.
1: And, and he's good in this, you know, I generally, I don't like child actors, but Corey Feldman was legitimately a good actor. Um, even as a kid, you can't yeah. take that away from him de- despite all the issues. Yeah. So, uh, Hunter, what do you think about Gremlins?
2: <laughs> All right. So
1: let's tell what it is real quick. Let's tell the audience what it is. If, yeah. you, if you've yeah, never yeah. seen Gremlins, first off, what's wrong with you? Even if you don't like it, most people yeah. have seen it. But it's about a, a boy named Billy. His dad, who is a terrible inventor, is trying boy. to. F- He's is, in boy. a boy? Yeah. Well, a boy to me. I'm like 60. This this boy, <laughs> he, he gets a Christmas gift from his horrible father which is a small creature, which no one has ever seen. And yet no one questions. And through a series of unfortunate events, they unleash a, a bunch of these little creatures who then turn into hideous monsters called gremlins, which then terrorize and destroy the town. And it's as much, I don't know if I'm describing it properly. It's way more fun than I'm describing it. It's, it's, it's good. Oh, spoiler alert, but Hunter Hunter has said yesterday already. This is why I really wanted Shelby on here with me because I needed protection. I need someone to give him the stern look. Um,
2: at some point in time, Shannon is going to try to I'm put gonna, his thumb through my eye and yeah, flip the table. I'm going to flip my desk.
1: We nailed it down. Just try to stop that. So before I gush over gremlins, Hunter, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, real, hey, real talk. Real talk. What's going yeah, on?
2: Yeah. So, all right. It is it is no secret on this show, especially that I am a child of the '80s. Technically, I was born in '85, right in the middle of it. So, a lot of the the like coming into the early '90s stuff that I'm getting into is from the '80s. Um, I don't know how. I don't know what's wrong with me because I missed this movie completely.
0: Which is, crazy. I guess, it's yeah. just
2: because yeah, it came out in '84. I mean, so it's a year before I'm born. I mean, I you know I'm five as the '80s are ending, so I'm not old enough to and. I, Famously, when I was younger, especially amongst like my my friend group and my family, they all recall this. I did not like scary stuff. Scary stuff messed with me in the way that it still does. Cody, like Cody, and <laughs> yeah, it took me, it took me until probably I don't know high school until I started going. All right, let's see what, and then and then I figured out I wasn't scared of any of this stuff. Um, so that was when I started watching horror movies. But this, I don't know. This just never you know made its way into my. Uh, and and weirdly, I had a gremlins video game and i don't know if it was the first one or the second one but it was on the nes it was
1: it was two Um, gremlins two made by sunsoft it was a amazing it was great game Sounds right great game yeah
2: i I remember running around with a you have like a a bow and arrow and it's like yeah was it like top down kind Kind of. of Yeah, kind of. was yeah. like that three-quarter yeah. sort of Yeah, Sue. Yeah. yeah, good game. Um, good I was game. very bad at it, but I, I still don't know how I got it. I don't remember. I didn't buy it myself. Anyway, um, point being, missed this movie completely. And when it came time for us to start talking about Christmas, you've mentioned part of uh, this movie being be one of your favorite Christmas things for a long time. And I said, fuck it, let's do it. Um, I, one of the things I love about doing the show is watching movies that I've never seen before. So I'm 38. It's 2023. I'm seeing this movie for the first time. My wife had seen it, which is kind of rare. It's it's fairly rare that she has seen something that I hadn't. So I asked, she was reading, and I'm like, "Hey, do you mind if I I watch this?" She's like, "No, no, that's no, fine." Started watching the movie. About 15 minutes in, she puts her book down, and starts watching it with me. And I'm like, "Okay, cool, that's a good sign." Like that, that. She never really told me how she felt about it, but she watched it with her mom, and uh, when when her mom was recovering from surgery a couple of years ago. So I'm like, "That's a good sign if she wants to watch it. Otherwise, she wouldn't be paying attention." Um, then then the movie kept going, and I had. Two constant reactions to it. One was, "What the hell is going on?" and the uh, and the other one was, "Who the fuck is this for? <laughs> Who is this movie for? And why are these things happening?" By the end of it, I had said that so many times, I didn't know what else to say. I'm openly like, "It's it's mystery science three theater, uh, theater, the hmm, mystery science theater three thousand in our living room." I'm I'm just like railing about this movie, <laughs> and it ends, and Sarah goes. And that's why I stopped reading, because I really just wanted to see your reaction to what all was going on. I knew where it was going, and I wanted to see you in real time just go insane as to what yeah. was going on.
1: First off, um, first off, you mentioned who is this film for? I want to point this out. That was a question a lot of people asked when this movie came out. Was it for kids? It's too scary to be for kids. Is it for adults? Right. It's too silly to be for adults at that time, you know? Right. Um, so who was this, this And now f- Yeah, this well <laughs> Agreed. Disagree. Feel like this, if you grew up with it, that's <laughs> yes. different. But yeah.
2: again, I'm 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 38 years old. I'm seeing this movie for the first time. What What is going? on? I feel like on? it's in
3: the same vein as Tucker and Dale versus Evil, though. It's like that. It's not really scary, but it's not really comedy but if you really like it's hilarious in a certain light i feel like this is like a weird town where this isn't a weird thing she's serving them at a bar like this has happened before this yeah. town is ready for weird shit to go down and they're not really phased by it they just kind of roll I, with it
1: they, they never I, I, yeah that's weird
2: i agree with you to a certain to a certain degree here's the differentiation <laughs> here's where it bothers me tucker and dale knows what it is Tucker and Dale versus evil is very much like from the beginning, this is the kind of movie we're trying to be. We are aping that whole genre. I I cannot get away from the fact that as Shannon said it earlier. And this is, this is how I felt the first 30 minutes of this movie. I was like, okay, this is a very earnest kind of Spielberg. I mean, he is the executive producer and seems like really genuine. There's a lot of weird shit going on, but all right, you know, I'm sure it'll all work itself out. And then it just, hard time to insanity. Yeah. It's just everything that's happening. I'm going. What the fuck? Why? Why are they caroling? Why are they being served in the bar? Why did they go into the bank? And they're constantly- wait, 15, wait fifteen seconds, and then he goes something happened here they were here too do
1: you think the lights are hanging from the ceiling i think my favorite my favorite part of the film and there's a lot of them and the more we talked about it so when hunter brought up his his problems with it yesterday i was i started to reconsider i'm like oh you know i'm an adult now i actually have a different view of gremlins from before maybe it's not as good as i remember but as we talked about i was like no it's fucking awesome yeah you're describing all the things i love there's a part where they're playing cards and the one gremlin finds the other gremlins cheating at cards, pulls out a revolver, and shoots him.
2: They a- have several revolvers, all of which are sized for their
3: tiny little hands. Why? Look, Barbie Accessories Where's got really, from? really into it for a while, man.
2: <laughs> My Okay, no, no shit. My favorite scene in the whole fucking movie, and there's so many, like... Dumb things like Everything that happens in the bank at the end is dumb All the random bullshit That's happening in the town But before everything Really pops off It's Billy gets up, their eggs, like the, the, the fucking eggs, cocoons, pods, whatever, are on the floor, and I think one of them has, like, hatched or something at that point, or he's just looking at him. His mom comes up the stairs to the to the attic to ask, you know, some question. And A bunch of crazy shit has been going on. Like, by this point, the dog has already been hung by the Christmas lights and all this other <laughs> stuff. And I shit you not, Billy looks at the eggs, looks at his mom, and in the most serious voice he can goes, what is going on here? And I went... You
3: tell me. <laughs> Please explain it to me. Oh, it, it seems like the whole time, like Billy's uh, friends with this younger boy because Billy is mentally that age. Like the entire time, Kate. even when he's talking to the uh, what's the girl's name in the show? Kate.
1: Kate. Kate. Phoebe
3: Kate's Kate? character. Kate.
1: Yeah. yeah. The I most beautiful. Remember. The most beautiful woman of all time. Yes, Phoebe Cates as Kate. Yeah. That's- Okay, yeah.
3: I can't remember what her name like was movie. in the
1: show. Yes.
3: Uh, but she's talking to him, and she's, like, very much telling him, like, hey, I don't like Christmas, because, you know, some people don't like Christmas. And he's like, hey, yeah, so you should like Christmas. <laughs> and then she's like, no, like, it kind of makes me really sad, and I, I don't like it. And Oof. he's like, yeah, yeah, you're sad. And I'm like, what is he, what, why is
2: Why we'll, is he like this? We'll get
1: to that. We'll get to the Christmas thing with Kate here in a little he, bit.
2: He takes the gremlin, he takes the mogwai to a middle school <laughs> science teacher. It's the
1: smartest person in the town.
2: A middle school science teacher who is then capable of running
1: blood tests yes. on it. Yes, yes. That's what they I teach like you to back that then.
3: That's because he's still in middle school. <laughs>
1: that's oh how he acts God. all the time. It makes what? no sense. Well, you're completely leaving <laughs> out the part sense. where the gremlin does the aerobics dance.
0: <laughs> yes
1: yes i am <laughs> it's so good uh when I, the old chinese
2: man shows up at the end and is very excited about the smokeless ashtray and then when he leaves over the end credits he just walks away and even sarah goes where the fuck is he walking to <laughs> He came from the city.
1: He walked all the way there. Well, he's at least stopped at the gas station. We know that.
2: Is that why it took
1: him so long? Yeah, (laughs) because he's getting that smokeless ashtray. I know,
3: the whole time. Well, also, again, this is why I like to think this town is its whole own little, like, you guys are familiar with SCPs, right? Yes. Yes. Like the town is an SCP. It's over in a day. Each day, it's a different weird infestation.
2: It's its own snow globe in Krampus's like little collection or
3: something.
1: (laughs) I I think Joe Dante. So you've got this in the notes. Dante is quoted as saying, "I still have no idea." Joe Dante was quoted as (laughs) saying, "I still have no idea why this picture was successful."
3: Because my it was so ridiculous. Trivia. Listen, it's you have a cute, ridiculously adorable. Marketable. Creature, and it sings. Okay. Oh my God, it sings. And that's the most amazing thing. Singing Gizmo is just the cutest thing in the world.
1: Except- also, I cursing
3: Gizmo every time Billy forgets. Like, how do you keep forgetting that he doesn't like lights? Stop turning the lights on, Billy. <laughs> God right. damn it. Or why are you five?
1: His- He's a bad <laughs> owner. <laughs>
3: They made 14 so Gizmos and they had
2: to get every facial expression on screen.
1: Now, you say Gizmo's cute, and I, I, and I agree with that, except for the part when the other Mogwais are eating, and they have that wet chicken face as they're just chowing down, uh, and it's yeah, they, uh, so gross. Billy, it's again, so gross.
3: dumb five-year-old Billy made the choice to give them a plate full of fried chicken. What What animal wouldn't just Why? dig in like that? Everybody Why?
1: loves fried yeah. chicken, yeah.
2: I I, I want to ahead of like actual reviews and all that. I do want to say this. I enjoyed exactly two things about this movie. Number one, the Yesmo in general, um, because he is very cute. They did a very good job with him. I understand he was a pain in the ass puppet to work with. But at least he uh, was evidently the, uh, He had more emotions throwing... on
0: his
3: face than Billy did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, evidently, the whole throwing dart... I didn't put it in the trivia, but the whole throwing dart setting thing <clears throat> was something they chose to do because that's what they, they... They had a list of things they wanted to do to the puppet because it never worked properly. And one of them was <laughs> like, put that fucker on the wall and throw darts <laughs> at him while we're putting that in the movie. Um, so yeah, I thought they, they did a good job with just just... Him in general as a, as a little creature, as a little character. Nothing about him makes any fucking sense, but he's cute, and that much is fun to Ancient watch. Ancient Chinese um, Secret
1: Hunter, did you not get that? Oh, God. He's a mythical creature. Oh, <laughs>
2: boy. Um I'm surprised that he, he didn't uh, teach him how to do his laundry while he was down there, too. Did you um, see the
1: scene with the flapping dicky? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I thought it it was a little weird that he had the buck teeth. But anyway, um, (laughs) the other the other thing I did enjoy about this movie is that even though none of it made sense and I could not imagine why anyone was like into this or loved it or whatever, I can't act like I didn't laugh. Like, I had a good time laughing at it. I was not laughing with this movie in any way, shape, or form, but I did laugh at it and I did enjoy basically just every time something happened, going, What? Why? Why is this
3: happening? I honestly think this movie is kind of like how I play games. I am just kind of chaos. Whenever you just let me loose, I'm stealing shit. I'm breaking shit. I'm just, yeah. I'm probably one of those gremlins. And you're just like, Oh God, please. Find a way to banish
1: it. I I think that's part of the point of it because you know, historically, gremlins, you remember, you know, especially in World War II, they were these little creatures that would destroy things, dismantle things. They were just they were chaos. And they're chaos in this film. And a lot of it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why are the gremlins uh why are they flash dancing? Why is the gremlin (laughs) playing jazz? Why is the gremlin why are they so excited for Snow White? Like there's things that make no sense, right?
3: They're so excited about that movie. They're so excited for that
1: movie. I mean, they're singing along. Yeah. They're very
3: fast learners. Like That's the scariest part about
1: them. Maybe it's, it's because I watched it when I was younger and I just had an attachment to it, but I love it. I love all of it. I love everything. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, there's a scene in King of the Hill where there's a guy arguing with Hank and he's yelling about these things about propane. And Hank's like, I was gonna say the same thing to you to sell it to you. Like they're both saying the same thing, but one of it <laughs> looks at it as such a positive, and the other looks at it as such a negative. I love everything about this movie. I love the terrible inventions of the father. They always made me laugh. I love how polite he is about them, where he's like, Oh, that's that's no problem. We're just gonna fix that right up. Like he's he knows they're bad, the family knows they're bad. Uh, I love Dick right. Miller as the as the crazy neighbor who is obsessed with gremlins and thinks you know he's seen them before. I really do. This more. this is really is a comfort movie for me. And I get how it's not everybody's cup of tea and there, there's no drama there. I, we joke, but that's fine. We all disagree on things. Um, right.
2: I mean, I said, all right, I think if I had watched this when I was a kid, I would have an emotional attachment to it and I might be more invested in it, and I might be in the same position. I might go, you know, I recognize that this isn't like a great film or anything, but I love it. I didn't though. I'm coming into it fresh as an almost 40 year old. Um, I'm watching it through a very specific lens and it just, I, I couldn't get over just how goofy it was. It just didn't. Oh, I but I love the sense. goofy. Yeah.
1: yeah. A, a lot of this movie, a lot of this movie feels like if you chopped piece of this movie up, you could spread it out over a uh, entire season of SNL as one of the, like, please don't destroy shorts where it's like, why is this happening? What is happening? This is insane. <laughs> Um,
0: See
2: that's what I think that, that That's kind of the other way I was looking at it Was I could have really enjoyed this As uh, Not a sketch necessarily But kind of that like this This felt like a a Short film like proof of concept Type thing that would have been fun there's so much Of this movie that you could cut that is Just unnecessary at the end of the day um, I
3: loved every again, minute
2: Yeah of it. I
1: disagree with that
3: The first,
2: the first 30 minutes make zero fucking sense in context with the rest of the movie.
1: I think. See, that's I feel like though. when they
3: were writing it, they they realized that, and then they were like, let's just, from this point, don't even rewrite it. It's fine, just leave it like that. Let's just go forward and chaos. Let's I, just let them just go nuts. I can't.
1: I think that's the turn. I need a more cohesive story I, I think that's the turn. I think the turn is important. There are certain movies that... Um, they're they're kind of like genre breaking. And what I mean by that is like From Dust till Dawn. If you watch From Dust till Dawn for the first twenty to thirty minutes, it's a heist movie. With two, you know, bank robbers in the desert, and then hard turns into a graphic vampire movie. There's a lot of films. A Predator. If you skip the first scene of Predator, which ruins the entire movie, by the way. If you skip the first scene of Predator and go straight into Arnold meeting up with Carl Weathers, and it's this, it's a war movie that turns into a sci-fi movie. This movie starts as a a traditional family Christmas drama, and you think that's what you're in for, and then it just switches gears into the most batshit insane lunacy it's almost like a looney tunes cartoon it it turns into a looney tunes cartoon and again some people aren't gonna like that Uh, that's that's just true
3: his dad's inventions are like the classic looney tunes thing jesse was pointing out like how do you put in a single orange and get an entire like orchard of (laughs) pulps filling out through the kitchen (laughs) how do you like uh, it was just insane the amount of things that that thing could give back with so little
2: I guess in, in talking about that, it occurs to me that the other thing that, that bothers me about that, because I, I see your point and I don't entirely disagree. There are good films that that kind of switch genres or blend them that way. But this movie I feel like still tries to have it both ways because at the end it just goes back to what it was at the beginning. The the that sweet they, family they, drama it's like wrap everything up. Everything is yeah. forgotten. Yeah, we're just gonna like that like the fucking fever dream. I mean, that's even the excuse they use is like mass hysteria or something. Right um it, it, it's just weird now, to me man if they had stuck with the bonkers i would have been fine with it and, but in the end i'm like well what, what was all that and what that's was all that weird shit
1: important to note i told hunter this and i mean it that i think when you watch gremlins 2 it won't change your opinion of gremlins 1 but i think you'll like gremlins yep. 2 more because they get away from that and it's just lunacy from the beginning but he said right. this and i agreed with him don't watch it before this review because I did, we don't want anything tainting yeah. this review. But I am curious yeah, to know what his thoughts I, I are I of 2 see- after. Yeah.
2: yeah, I wanted this to be very again there's no way for me to go back in time and watch it as right. a kid so I can right. only give you what I've got right now and when you told me that my instinct immediately was well shit mm-hmm. I'll make time to watch the second one tomorrow no I wanted to go into this completely again pure of just like this is what I know about gremlins I've right. seen this movie one time I paid attention the entire time yeah because this was <laughs> this, this, my ability.
1: this was the movie that was out it's not like both films were out <laughs> at the time and you could watch both of them back to back no gremlins 2 came right. years after gremlins 1 so gremlins 1 right. was all the this- that we had, and I I like the sweetness of the film. I I do like the family stuff when it's surrounded by the insanity. And really surprising, probably to, will be surprising to people, is I never cared for Gizmo. Gizmo was fine, but I liked the Gremlins. I loved oh, yeah. Yeah. I I loved the Gremlins break dancing. I loved the flashing Gremlin. I loved all the insane. I can See, watch I, Gremlins over and over, I, and over I again.
3: I like the violent ones, the ones that were just like how can how smashy and they just kill each I other be,
1: like, yeah they just kill each other for no reason one like i think one smashes oh, another one true. in the head with a mallet they yeah. shoot each other they like they have no interest in preserving their own existences um but by they the, can
3: easily replicate they know how to do yeah. it
1: <laughs> by the time though yeah. that and there's so many and that's why i said Gremlins 2 is amazing cuz there are so many rules in the first film that they explain for the plot but if you exactly. really think about it yeah don't make any sense they they hold up so right. thin.
3: So don't feed them after midnight, but when can I start feeding them? And also, do their bodies, like, go with daylight savings or... Right.
1: Which, which I again, mean, it's it's two where
2: they mention the plane, right? Yes, you told it's, me it's part
1: two where they're like, okay, you can't feed them after midnight, but you know, what if one of them has like a piece of meat lodged in their teeth, or what if they 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 cross time zones? And part two just completely dissects the first one. It goes, we know, we know <laughs> it was stupid, and so we're gonna go with the joke at this point. Um, they even have, again, they even have Leonard Malton, who hated the first movie, in the second <laughs> movie, talking about how much he hated the first movie. Um, it's so self-aware, and I think that really yeah, sets I kinda,
2: it up. I kind of love that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of love the idea of just like, hey, this was dumb. Um, we're we're so, going to do a dumb thing again. We're going to do the dumb thing, which is the thing everybody liked. Yeah. And we're just going to do that beginning so to end. It, it reminds I feel like me, I could be into that.
1: It reminds me a lot. So we, we talked about Neil Breen. I talk about Neil Breen a lot. Yeah. We talk about Neil <laughs> Breen. Neil Breen makes terrible movies, but he he makes them earnestly, right? And right. he never gets in on the joke. He constantly pitches his films as if they're serious films. But then yeah. you, you take... Serious,
3: uh, serious about them.
1: He's very serious about them. But then you take, I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy that did Birdemic. So he did the first Birdemic as oh, a yeah. serious movie, right? But when right. everyone made fun of it, he got in on the joke, and then in the second Birdemic and the third one, he tried to make it like, oh, look how ridiculous it is. It well, is. But it wasn't good.
2: Sharknado. Sharknado, yeah, Sharknado was is the, the same, same way. way. Yeah. The first one was like way too earnest, and and then everyone was like, oh, ironically, I love this. and Nobody right. knows what fucking irony means. And then they made <laughs> 700 more of them, and they were all just stupid top to bottom.
1: Right, because – and that's what I mean is of uh, they all get in on the joke, but they don't know how to make the joke. Whenever it right. become, whenever they get part of the joke, it just ruins the the fun of the original. But Gremlins is yes. different because they embrace the joke in the second one, and it's actually funny. Uh, there yeah. there's a part where a gremlin, you know, gets covered in concrete, and then he flies up to a building, and the concrete dries, and he's a gargoyle on the <laughs> on the thing, and it's very funny. There's one where one flies through like a wall, exactly. and he makes like the Batman symbol because he's a of bat course. gremlin. There's so of much course. dumb shit in the second one, but it's it's actually funny. But the first oh. one, you could tell. At least part of it was a serious attempt to make something. I don't know what yeah. it was because it's not a horror <laughs> movie. It's not a family movie. It's Gremlins.
3: Even the so that, song, that... like the song, is dun, 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 a,
1: a dun, dun. Yeah.
2: scary song, oh, yeah.
3: but it's pitched into a circus tone. Yes. Like it's it's something right. that you're supposed to be like carnival
0: yeah. feeling, like
3: um. yeah. And, but that's what they did to it. And I even kind of pointed that out every time, even when the gremlins mock it, when they're caroling, cause they're, they're singing the carol of that song. And I'm they're like, caroling. every fucking time. They're caroling. <laughs> I love the top hat one, man. He looked like <laughs> Oh
2: my God. So you guys are talking about this and it reminded me that the Ebert quote, um, from his review was that it was fun and a sly series of send-ups. So Shannon, you were talking about a bunch of the the references in the second one. I think that also might've been part of my problem too. And I, I, with this one, I don't know specifically what it was. Again, you don't know what you don't know. Um, I felt like there were a lot of things that were meant to be referential to stuff at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, they right over my head, I meant to go and look and see if there was something specific, but it feels like there were a lot of references to maybe like, again, pop culture, like stuff that would date the movie in that way. Well, if you don't know what was happening specifically at that time, and I feel like I know a decent amount about the eighties at this point, but I, there were there were definitely things that happened that i went what the hell was that and part of me goes i feel like this was a reference that i wasn't i wasn't catching on
1: to the only reference that i got was just the general idea of like this is what a traditional christmas movie is a family movie right and then they they right. turned it upside down um you'll get all the references in part two they're yeah. way more modern and
2: see that's that's what I'm, I'm a little more like kind of excited for, for, for lack of a better term, because I feel like if it's, if it's directly referencing that kind of stuff, I won't have yeah. any trouble like doing that. But Ebert says that this is kind of like a send up of something. And I'm like, but of what though? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, what, what are you, what are you sending up? I don't really understand. You're
1: that. saying Again, that now like, you're saying that now. And I still don't know other than, right, and I've watched I, this movie a million times. I mean, um, what is funny though, I mentioned at the beginning, I said, ghoulies and critters, this movie yeah. was so influential in the eighties, especially everybody wanted to be gremlins. They made so many knockoffs of gremlins.
2: Well, it made so much money. Yeah. I mean, again, I recognize I'm on the wrong side of this because uh, well, you uh, said it earlier. It's it not wrong. Well, but, but I mean, in terms of, of like the, the general Mass, consensus, yeah. because budget box office, I mean, it took 11 million to make this, but it made 212 like right. that.
1: That's a oh, box office fucking
2: yes. number, especially in the 80s.
1: Yeah. I, I
3: don't mean, think it's you think about know. it too. For people that watched it when they were kids, like that was so realistic. Yeah. Like yeah. as a kid, you have yeah. no Like obviously, you know it's not real, but right? the effects are amazing. Well, totally and, yeah. It's, and it's and we so kinda, cool.
2: We glossed over it too, but you were talking earlier about how it's like it's a little too scary for mm. most kids. It's not oh, scary yeah. enough for most of them. I
3: wasn't. This
2: is. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the other movie we've talked about it before and we haven't covered this movie on, uh, on Extras and Epilogues but Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Gremlins are the two movies that created the PG-13 rating yeah. um, now this movie is rated PG and so was that movie uh, but they were the two that everyone went you know had having a chance to go back and do it over those would be PG-13
1: movies the part that freaked me out is this movie isn't scary obviously I mean even as a yeah. kid I wasn't scared by this film I thought it was I, I thought it was funny but it was funny in the this is ridiculous way in a fun way, not no. Oh, this is stupid, but right. this is ridiculously fun. But like none of the jokes ever made me laugh. Like the gremlins, yes, but nothing anyone ever said made me chuckle. It was always the no. gremlins and their their b- buffoonery. But there is a part at the end where Stripe dies, that was kind of traumatic. You know, like as oh, a kid. Children. Yes. Yeah, the
3: bubbling goo. Yeah, yeah right. and yeah.
1: if you think Ugh. that's bad. Gremlins 2 is even worse because the big brain gremlin at the end dies in a similar way. He uh not to spoil I mean you know he's gonna die because it's a the bad right. guy. They they turn the the they open the windows and the the lights of I think he actually gets zapped to death by one of the there's a gremlin that's just electricity at this point. Yeah. He just travels through phone lines, Hunter. It's it's very yeah, strange. Of course. But as the sure. as the main natural gremlin, evolution,
0: that's how it goes. Yeah,
1: that's Darwinism. As as this gremlin dies, he's still singing because at the end they all get together and sing "New York, New York" because of course they do. And as he's dying, he's just a skeleton with skin rotting off of him, and he's still going like "New York." It's so fucking traumatizing. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it's Tony Randall, uh, if I remember correctly. And like, oh, it's
3: it's the eraser from "Who Framed Roger Rabbit."
1: (laughs) Yes.
2: Hey, why are uh, why are they such dickheads? The the other gremlins, because Gizmo's fine, and then they get him wet, and he accidentally makes other ones, and they're already assholes before <laughs> they become gremlins. Why are they assholes? I think why it's, are they evil?
1: I, I think that's why they told him not to get them wet was because, in my opinion, they never explain it, and they never explain it. But I think it's because yeah. the first one is good, and the copies that come from him are inherently bad. And that's why, it-
2: or like, they finally landed on one that was good. Like this one was like sweet and nice, and so he's like protecting him. Like, hey, we're not gonna make any yeah. more because this one's fine. Yeah, and we don't know what the other ones are gonna turn out to be. I could buy that. I wish they'd said it. Like yeah. that would have been a perfect thing for him to say at the end when he comes in to get it. Like, hey, look, we finally fucking got this one down to being. He's born. a sweetheart. Yeah. Decent one. He's a until you, so you
3: get him. What? Because he's absolutely cursing his ass off when he falls into that trash. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I just it's
1: felt like,
2: bad for him when they're, they were
3: like
1: he they falls over him. and they, they
3: yeah. drip the thing.
2: Sarah was like, Yeah, I don't like watching this part. It's like yeah. watching somebody torture an animal. Like, yeah, they it's, torture it's, it's, the yeah. shit
1: yeah. out of me. Now again oh, horrible. fun thing in part two, they also torture Gizmo, except Gizmo gets pissed and he watches Rambo, so he puts on Rambo's fucking band. Oh, yeah. And uh, he gets the bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so and they there's a part where they ask they're like what happened to him and he's just got the bandana and the weapons and they're like they pushed him too far yeah he's all pumped up like fuck this yeah, that's funny i yeah. like that that's good um
2: yeah i the more we talk about it and I, I i could be wrong i don't know but i feel like i will
1: i think you'll enjoy it genuinely more.
2: like the second one. yeah i might I, not love it but right. i feel like i would genuinely enjoy i think that. you'll get this, a bad, i'm curious what too Sarah much thinks of too. A, this was too much of a of a whiplash of like okay i'm going into what i feel like is kind of a, a classic you know 80s movie and it's gonna do this thing and then oh my god what are we doing
3: <laughs> like, yeah. no, i feel <laughs> like they happening? were uh i feel like they were from the scp genre and they just somehow skipped ahead of time
1: <laughs> it was yeah. before it's time
3: yeah um <laughs>
2: yeah and and earnestly, I didn't want a classic Christmas movie. Like, I mean, I don't want to say it that way. Well, why are I,
3: you complaining? Because it's clearly I, not what you thought.
2: <laughs> no, that's that's the problem because when I went into it, it was so like subdued and normal. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then when it went bonkers, I'm like, no, what you the fuck me is the going other on direction,
3: right? Um are <laughs> you, you got on this roller coaster? Were you not prepared? Right.
1: <laughs> are you not entertained? Uh, i got on the roller coaster How and it immediately
3: it? went underwater and i was like what
1: the <laughs> f-? you we got on the to roller coaster
3: come
1: on <laughs> you got on the roller coaster it went five feet and there was a brick wall and You just smashed into it this is a bad roller coaster um what
3: was that you the have, rest is your concussion <laughs> you have in
1: the trivia and this is my favorite part of the film and one of my favorite parts yeah, of any I movie ever The Santa speech proved to be so, and the Santa speech given by Kate uh, was so controversial, studio executives insisted upon its removal because they felt it was too ambiguous as to whether it was supposed to be funny or sad. Joe Dante stubbornly (laughs) refused to take the scene out, saying it represented this movie as a whole, which had a combination of horrific and comedic elements. Spielberg did not like the scene, but despite his creative control, he viewed this movie as Dante's project and allowed him to leave it in. And I think that's important. Real
2: quick. Real quick, I said it yesterday, and I maintain this is the case. Chris Columbus wrote that speech, and then went, "I gotta write a fucking movie around this." <laughs> and then he got high, and he wrote this. Or he had a concussion because he, no, he was. Well, the- that's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there's a part in the movie. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you really shouldn't be listening to this show. Go watch the movie first. Goddamn, no. what's wrong with yeah, you people? We're ruining it. Um, where Kate gives this speech about why she hates Christmas. As as Shelby said earlier, she always talks about, I don't like Christmas, Christmas makes me sad. And she tells this horrific story that is so, this is in the middle of chaos. This is in the middle of gremlins dancing and and detective gremlins. And she and Billy
3: completely ignoring her and Gizmo being the only one to give a fuck. This is where you see that Gizmo's like, oh my God, I'm so, like he's
0: emoting everything. And Billy's like, no, it's not in
1: here. Because she, she gives a speech talking about how her, her dad went missing at Christmas, and then they noticed the smell, and they found their father in the, the chimney with a broken neck with Christmas presents. Christmas of, Santa. Oh, and this is legitimately one of the. I don't understand how this was supposed to be. He says it's ambiguous whether this was funny or not. That There's is not ambiguous. Nothing funny about this. Yeah. <laughs> not funny. Nothing funny about that. Now yeah, I can Gizmo look at it.
3: Gasps. Everyone gasped. Yeah. I've seen the movie like 20 times, and every time I'm still like. <gasps>
1: i laugh laugh at it now because in the context of the entire movie it's so ridiculous yeah but the first time i heard that and probably the first couple times i heard that i was like tears in the eyes like oh my god what a horrible thing to happen to you on christmas but that scene uh,
3: so you want to
1: go on a date on thursday because
3: that's your
1: day off oh billy billy you bastard (laughs)
3: I, really, sweet for
2: him. <laughs> I wish that Spielberg had had maybe a little more control over this movie Um, and not not about that specifically that's that scene is bonkers but I, I get why you like it because it's totally completely out of left field and at that point in the movie why not right and, and uh, by the way
1: props to Phoebe Cates because the way she delivers it in the middle of this madness delivery. is very yeah. earnest yeah it's very genuine yeah. Yeah. It
2: still makes no fucking sense, but it, yeah, <laughs> uh, Spielberg. It, it's it's the one of the other bits of trivia there. He was the one who suggested that that Stripe and Gizmo be different characters. They were written originally as one character, so Gizmo becomes Stripe, and he went no 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 you gotta have a good guy to, to continue to root for. Um, Agreed. Which is again yeah. part of the reason the the movie's memorable. I also appreciate it. I didn't write it there, but um, when the first like screening went down the main note that came back from the studios was like their main concern was that there were too many gremlins there were too many of them and people weren't going to like that. And Spielberg's retort was, okay, we're going to cut all the gremlins and we're going to retitle the movie people, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is very funny. to me. <laughs> it's a good bit. I don't
1: think it would have uh, been as fun. Honestly, if it was people doing
2: it, no, think, think it was just people running yeah. around. It wouldn't be great. No. Yeah. I, part of me wishes he'd had a little more executive control. Or, well, I mean, he had the control. I wish he'd exercised it a little more, but at the same time, he's he's not that kind of guy when spielberg works with somebody i mean it's historically he is kind of a uh, just like it was here you know he didn't like that speech but he said look Chris columbus wrote it joe dante likes it it's their movie i'm just helping him get it made so, I
1: i wish he had done the same thing for paranormal activity because he's the one yeah. that suggested the ending they went with which was the worst it's- ending it was it was uh infamously bad compared to the original but i i agree at the time in 80s spielberg could do no wrong really so i i I can only imagine what he could have contributed to this if he had contributed i feel
2: like paranormal activity is like the one big misfire that i can think of on his part when it when it comes to that kind of thing because then later he's also the one who watched the last star wars movie and went wait what happened to the little guy where's Babu Frick? And they went, oh, shit, I, I don't know. he probably died on the plane. He's like, no, 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 no. no people no, no. are going to love that guy. you got to put him in. So they and put he him in right. Zori... What's her name? Zori, Zori Bliss. Uh, Zori Bliss, the ship. And he was right. Everyone yeah. freaked out. That was a great Everybody
1: moment. loved Babu Frick. Babu Frick hey, hey. and Gizmo should be friends.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he looked at Babu Frick and went, ah, it's another one of those things. Those little
1: fuckers. <laughs> There's no speeches in here from, like, Ray about how her parents died on Life Day, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Just>,
2: it's <Life day. laughs> what it's called oh, that's a
1: good that's a good cut thank i know you. you're thank right you. That's, thank that's, you yeah
2: that's a good pull
1: okay so let's let's get to the review i feel like you guys could already figure out where we're going with this from this entire conversation <laughs> but let's let's make it official and this is gonna surprise you i'm giving this movie one thumbs up and it, it, it's for my entire life it's been a two thumbs up film but talking about it more, and I, this sounds terrible, comparing it to Gremlins 2, I realize if I give this movie two thumbs up, I can't give Gremlins 2 three thumbs up. So I'm gonna have to give <laughs> this one one in fairness because I like two better. I think two's a better film. I love so much about this film though. I love the setting of the the old school like classic American town. The the effects are incredible. Like the Gremlins, you couldn't tell that they weren't real. Like, if you told me those were real little creatures they brought onto this film, I would have believed you. Gizmo was so animated. The Gremlins were so animated. They were doing all this crazy, wild shit, and you believed that they were really doing it. Like, they looked so good. None of it's CG. These are all practical effects for the most part, and I really respect that. It's funny. It's ridiculous. It is, I think, a, I truly believe this is a classic. The question is, is this a classic for you? And I mean that. Because this movie, a lot of people think this film is just universally beloved and if you watch it and you don't like it, you're some kind of idiot. I don't agree with that. I think this movie is a very niche audience. I just think that that niche audience was made up by people who watched it when they were younger and developed this love for it that continued on forever. I think if you watch it as an adult, you got a 50-50 chance of embracing the ridiculousness or saying this is stupid. And either one is correct. There are no wrong opinions when it's an opinion about a film. Unless it's about doc soldiers, in that case, <laughs> there's really only one right opinion that works there. So it's one thumb up for me. That's my that's my speech. Hunter, I'm gonna turn it over to you.
2: I'm also gonna surprise you. It's only one down for me. It that is, does surprise it is me. Not. It is not. Look. It's almost exactly what you just said. I recognize that. I don't. I don't dislike this movie. Entirely because it is a You know a bad movie because again Gizmo's great the effects are great I'm not going to argue with you on that at all Um and I had Fun watching it just Not the fun I was intended to have (laughs) I, I again I laughed At this movie where you laughed with This movie right um and and so i can't act like it wasn't a memorable experience like if if the point of a movie is to tell a good story to show me something cool and to leave me with a lasting memory it did at least one of those things like that, at least one of those things is true um Am I going to watch it again? Probably not. I don't have any intention of watching this again. It didn't do anything for me that would that would have me interested. Even if I watched two and like it, I don't think it would cause me to want to go back to the first one again. But as an experience, I mean, there, there are a lot of great movies that I have watched one time and said, I'll never watch that again. Again, I told you Pulp Fiction. I yeah. really have no reason to ever watch Pulp Fiction again, as far as I'm concerned. The only reason I watched it twice was because Sarah hadn't seen it. Sure. Um, so, so will I watch this again? No. Do I think other people should watch it? yeah kind of <laughs> um again if only just as an experiment as a social yeah. experiment like where do you land like are you gonna watch yeah. this and go yep that works for me it's totally fucking stupid and i'm here for it i'm into it um or are you like me you're gonna watch it and go this is way too much like i'm laughing because <laughs> i don't know what the hell was happening um but at least parts of it look good and and i do feel for at least one of the characters so was it kate it, it is no it was gizmo damn it um oh, yeah, kate, No one
3: listen to kate <laughs> Poor Kate.
2: I, I, don't, I feel bad for her except for the fact That she kept serving the gremlins at the bar I say again
3: Tell you they've done this before <laughs> <laughs> She knew so, what was up She knew what to do They know the drill
2: So if if nothing else Again does it look good and At the very least the effects do um, Does the story make sense Not a fucking lick hmm. Uh is it fun? Yeah, kind of. Like, like again, even if even if you don't like it, I defy somebody to go into this movie and just hate it. I, I would really, I can't see that happening. And I, I think you're either going to love it or you're going to laugh your ass off at how dumb it is. And, part of and
1: part of that is because it's unique. This is a unique film.
2: Yeah, there, there's because again, you mentioned all those takeoffs and critters and and uh, ghoulies. ghoulies and all that. I've never seen a one of them never ever seen any of these movies yeah. so this was literally experience number one for me with this kind of stuff
1: well you can imagine um, those movies are exactly what you think they are they're low budget horrible versions worst of this versions of yeah, this. yeah exactly. without the humor of imagine- wink
2: I was going to say, I can't imagine the stories any better, which, again, is the the driving factor here. So, yeah, it's it's still going to be one down for me. I, I can't recommend this movie like in a sense of I liked it and I think other people should watch it. But I kind of do think you should at least experience it. Yeah, that's kind of the best way I can think to sum it up.
1: I also just want to take a second out to apologize to our Critters fans. I'm going to get at least one person message me. Critters isn't that bad. Critters was actually pretty decent. Ghoulies, on the other hand, I think there was one called uh, Hobgoblins, too. Awful, awful films. Critters, not so bad. Critters, I'll give a pass to. Um, But Gremlins is still superior. Shelby, what about you?
3: I'm going to give it a one thumbs up. It is uh, an introduction to a bunch of other weird movies like that for me. But it is one of those really iconic ones from my childhood, because I did watch it when I was pretty young. Um, so I i don't know. It's just one of those things when I think about it, I'm just like, yes, I love the chaos movies.
1: Same. Yeah, there's there's not many films that you could just say the name of it to me. You couldn't say, oh, I watched this the other day, and I immediately get a big grin on my face and go, Yeah this is one of them ghostbusters is one of them this i put this in the in the series of films that like when someone tells me they watched gremlins or i watched gremlins again the other day i go fuck yeah you did <laughs> good job
2: and it's it's so funny because i i now am gonna have a similar reaction only it's gonna be hey i, I saw Gremlins the first time oh, I'm yeah? like yeah yeah let's get into it It's fucking stupid, right? <laughs> let's talk about how stupid it is yeah i again it's an experience i can't i can't take that away from it yeah. um Would I watch it again? No, probably not. Unless it was again, like a let's all heckle things as they're happening.
1: Um, (laughs) And you can, there's a lot. There's a lot to heckle. Yeah. I was going (laughs) to say, I can't
2: act like I didn't have a good time to some degree. So
1: um also really quick we never usually talk about this usually but gremlins uh, you, you mentioned the video game earlier uh the game is really good like i really loved the gremlins game on nintendo it's one of my favorite yeah. nintendo games of all time sunsoft also did batman which was amazing um they did a lot of good work so if you get a chance to track down gremlins 2 the new batch highly recommended yeah. i think they did make a gremlins one game but i don't think it was for nintendo i think it was for like computers and commodore and stuff like that i've never played it but gremlins 2 is amazing All right, epilogue for Gremlins. Now, they did make a part two, and part two, I say, is better. It's fun. It's just ridiculous. Everything about it is ridiculous. There is no pretense of this is a serious film. All the characters get called out for the nonsense in the first movie. Kate is a much stronger character in the second one. She's way more independent, which is great her speech about president's Day and how it was the worst day of her life and then they cut her off before she can finish it is one of my favorite jokes harkening back to the nobody first one listens
3: nobody Kate. listens
1: and they're just like that that's fine honey let's go and she's like dramatic and she's over dramatically telling this one like she steps it up to this like melodrama um <laughs> The second one is is very similar to this, except nobody believes that gremlins are real, and then this tower, which is basically Trump Tower, but it's called Clamp Tower, and it's John Glover as Daniel Clamp instead of Donald Trump. It's just Donald <laughs> Trump, basically. Um, it's very funny. It's very funny. But it, if you watch it, does it have any real like um does it does it change the narrative at all? Not at all. So what happens to these characters after? I, I think two is a better question. Well, unfortunately, they did come out, or at least they are coming out with an animated TV show based on Gremlins. And it's that really stupid 3D animation. No. Well, I'm going to get some letters on that. I don't care. I don't like 3D animation. <laughs> I don't even think it if follows. If they can
3: do it to the same degree that they do the actual movies, that would be fine. But when it's that like commercialized, serialized, episodic Animation, it's always
1: bad. Okay, so I didn't realize this. It's called Secrets of the Mogwai, and it's a prequel to Gremlins. It tells the story of how 10 year old Sam Wing met Gizmo, a young Mogwai, which makes Gizmo, what, 80 years old? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, sure.
0: God. That's
1: <laughs> All right, here's the premise. Uh. <laughs> you got me into it. Uh, The series focuses on how 10-year-old Sam Wing met the young Mogwai called Gizmo. Along with a teenage street thief named L, Sam and Gizmo take a perilous journey through the Chinese countryside, encountering and sometimes battling colorful monsters and spirits from Chinese folklore. On their their quest to return Gizmo to his family and uncover a legendary treasure, they're pursued by Riley Green, a power-hungry industrialist, and his growing army of evil gremlins. The series also delves he- into the creation of the Mogwai by the goddess Nuwa and her brother Fushi. Oh. Okay. Sure. All right.
3: And all I can think is like that cover that I'm looking at when I just Googled the thing kind of looks like Avatar. Yeah,
1: I don't care for it. It's what it sounds like. I, I mean, clearly I'm posting the picture in here. They clearly made Gizmo as cute as possible. And admittedly, they they succeed. Oh my god! But I I don't care I mean, again, it.
2: Gizmo was I didn't say it earlier, but I was thinking that he he's um he was Disneyfied long before that was really like yeah. fully a thing. Yeah, giant eyes, big mm-hmm. ears, head bigger than her body. Yep. like cute little sound effects. I mean, that's yeah. Now, that's Hunter.
1: On the other hand, here's a picture of the Brain Gremlin from from Gremlins 2 When he's on a yeah. a, a talk show. Talking to yeah. a guy dressed as a sport his...
2: coat turtleneck. Yeah, of course. That's, uh, he got that from the, the little lad's funeral home. I think <laughs> is, is the, uh, you know, um, where you, where go to cremate eight year old boys. God
1: help me. Uh, I love it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to hear what Hunter has to say. I want to know how he would write something to follow up on this.
2: Oh, God. Uh you know legitimately until just a couple of minutes ago I forgot that was a thing that I needed to do. That was a thing we do. Um yeah, it's a thing that we do every time and usually I have I honestly I thought I pitched a, a fucking great movie the other night with uh uh Scrooge Cruise, yeah, Scrooge. Bailied. I I i love it. I don't know that I have a legitimate follow up to this movie because again it's so off the wall bonkers and Yeah. it just I had you not just told me that there was a prequel series coming, that's probably what I would have suggested yeah. was I really <laughs> want to know how we got to this point in the first place. Um, So instead of a sequel, I want a prequel. I don't necessarily want an epilogue, but uh, let me do this traditionally the way that, that we intended with the show originally, which was not necessarily what's the next movie. What happens it, to the characters, where do these characters yeah. go after the story. Um, yeah. Mr. Wing freezes to death because he tries to walk all the way back to the city. Um, the dad no longer has uh I guess at this point we're we're past Christmas, so we don't have to worry about him not having a Christmas gift for his son, but he's definitely gonna die at the hands of one of his inventions. He's probably also gonna hurt his wife comically, along the way uh, comically. in that process. Yeah. Uh, well, think he's him, gonna kill him with him.
3: One of his own inventions.
2: <laughs> um, Billy will finally graduate from the seventh grade. <laughs> uh, oh, Billy and Kate will hopefully go literally anywhere else and live a better oh, life.
0: Yeah.
3: Somebody she deserves to this away, poor from <laughs> away from
2: a girl from all of these fucking weirdos.
1: So, so for the record, the setup for part two is that in the beginning, Mr. Wing does die. Um, they're trying to get okay. him. They're trying to get this, this Daniel clamp and his company is trying to get him to sell his shop because they want to, uh, build, like or build there, build yeah. there. And he refuses. Okay. So he dies naturally. They don't kill him. He he literally does die. And it's a very sad scene where Gizmo is just sitting in his cage. You can't see him, but he's kind of singing sadly because he died. It's really sad. Yeah. It's legitimately sad. Um, but then these people find Gizmo and take him to Clamp Tower where they experiment on him. And you can imagine how that goes. It goes poorly.
2: Wait, do they also have a middle school scientist on their staff? Oh, That's no. Crazy.
1: They, no, they've got Christopher Lee. <laughs>
2: Oh shit! Yeah, Christopher what? Lee. Yeah. Christopher Lee is in this movie. Yes,
1: yes, he's I'm the evil. I'm starting to wonder why they
2: even made the first one.
1: He's the evil. Well, you, you had to set it up. You had to set it up. So Billy and Kate are married now. They're newlyweds. They move to New York right. to start a new life, um, to get away because Billy has dreams of big city. But then he realizes he misses his old, ta- old town. Old um, He's an art, like an art uh, artist at the Clamp Company. He's he's building new stuff for them to build. Yeah. Um, And the Futtermans go to visit right when this happens. So they live. They didn't die. If you watch the first one, I thought they died in the first one. Yeah. It very much seemed like they did. They didn't die. They're okay.
3: Yeah. It does say tragic accident.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but they survive. So, um, bad things happen. Billy finds gizmo. And that's when he's trying to explain to everybody what the gremlins are. And they're looking at him going like, what the fuck are you talking about? You are insane.
2: Kind of like one of the worst police forces on uh on in cinema, which also happens in this movie. They're just <laughs> drunk sheriffs, just like, yeah, you know, whatever you say, kid. <laughs>
1: wasn't one of them. go and see
3: it, and they're like, I'm gonna go back. I don't want to do this anymore.
1: One of them was the guy from Breaking Bad, wasn't he? If I remember correctly. Uh
3: I didn't watch Breaking Bad.
1: I don't know. I'm pretty sure uh, it was the deputy. Um If I remember correctly. By the way, while he's looking that up, I'll say what my pitch is. I I do want a sequel. I just don't want it to be these characters. Let Billy and Kate right off to the sunset. The Futtermans are dead, obviously, because Dick Miller and and the... I don't know her name, but they both passed away. Um, Let it be new characters that stumble upon a new Mogwai. Don't make a Gizmo again. Uh, Or if Gizmo is eternal, you know, something like that. Let them find Gizmo, but let it be new people. I want to see what happens when Gizmo... uh, Gremlins invade a new town. Maybe like... I, okay, I'll pitch it. You want to get terrible and make it a schlocky, terrible B-movie, like maybe even a D-movie. Go the leprechaun route. I want to see Gremlins in the Hood. I want to know what happens <laughs> when Gremlins invade South Central LA. You
0: yeah. could have the All most right. stereotypical
1: in, racist in, in Gremlins. Yeah, in the 90s. In the 90s, yes. not now, but no. in the 90s. Yeah. The most stereotypically racist Gremlins you've ever seen. They're out there with AK-47s, they've got bandanas. Um, it's yeah. t- it's terrible. The movie will be yeah. a complete disaster. Absolutely. No one will watch it, and everyone that greenlighted it will be fired out of a <laughs> cannon.
2: Also, you were right, and I have no idea how I didn't notice it. Um Jonathan Banks is yeah. the guy who plays the the deputy, Brent Fry, and that that is Mike Ermintrout from yeah. Breaking Bad, who ends up being like basically everyone's favorite character in breaking mm-hmm. bad he's just the old grouchy like fixer he's the guy who's like you know <laughs> actually i literally heard one of my co-workers describe this this way the other day they were trying to explain breaking bad to someone who had never seen it and they're like so pretty much you know walter white goes from being a, a chemistry teacher to a, a drug dealer and then later on he meets up with this guy mike who's like a like a fixer and basically the rest of the show is mike being like don't do that walter and then he does <laughs> something he's like I got to fucking fix it, Walter.
1: Like it's <laughs> that's the whole show. <laughs> hey, the same way that's that I said great. Dick Miller was in every 80s movie, so was Jonathan Banks. He was also in Beverly Hills Cop as the asshole. He's basically an asshole in everything he's in. He's that guy. Shelby, yeah. do you have something for post-Gremlins? If
3: I were to put anything in there, it would be like a... Flashback to like the island of the Maogwai where they came from to see what other creatures were there. Kind of like Tongo. It's like an island like that, or I don't know, some well, exploration or crazy.
1: You might get your soundtrack. wish in this prequel because it sounds like that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. And they're also wow. fighting Chinese mythological creatures for some reason. See, to me, all right, to me, uh, is it just me? I'm going to get off on a rant here. That completely destroys what gremlins is right like what would i just describe for the prequel has nothing to do with Gremlins. It has none of the the, the the insanity. It has none of the weirdness. It sounds like they're going to traditionally fucking Disney-fy the Gremlins universe and turn it into a another fucking Pixar-style film. And I'm not here for it. What makes Gremlins special is the insanity, is the off-the-wall, what-the-fuck's-happening. Not in the sense that they're battling ancient Chinese monsters. No, it's Gremlins dressed up in aerobics gear, playing cards... And and singing along to fucking Snow White. This uh, the more I talk about it, I fucking hate this. I hate this prequel already. I'm done. Everything's got to have an origin story. We'll make a better one. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. there's a movie. There's a movie called The Ruins, which is about like a bunch of Mayan temples and ruins and I've stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want something like that.
1: Yeah, something something better than. Oh God, this is such horse was, shit I'm mad now. I was
3: in it.
2: That was in a game called The Ruins. That's interesting.
1: He was. I don't think I, you
2: can buy it anymore. Though. I have them
1: on Steam. I'll sell the code was, to somebody for. No. That's why I said the world famous double H, and he disagreed. <laughs> Full circle. Okay. That's gonna do it for us tonight. And that's gonna do it for us for the rest of the year, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. This is the last show. Uh-huh. We're we're Christmas actually Day. filming this on Christmas Day. Can you believe that? We came into work just for you. So wild. So wild. We're all so great at this. <laughs> So I'm I'm not going to I'm not gonna throw it to Shelby and embarrass her. I'm gonna do that on the show we're about to record before this. Yep. Jokes on you.
0: No.
3: <laughs>
1: so instead, <laughs> instead the balcony is closed for 2023, but in 2024, Neil Breen. Oh everything oh hunter said about gremlins i pray to god he feels about with neil breen i want him to actively go this is the worst thing i've ever seen and i loved it my fear is it's going to be that was the worst thing i've ever seen and every minute felt like an eternity it could go <laughs> either way so as a, as a
2: little preview, I've already – I told you I watched the Your Movie Sucks review of, yes. of a lot of his stuff, and and that was at least hilarious. Yes. So I'm sort of hoping that I can go into it with that mentality. Yeah, we haven't talked really about it here on the show, but um, we've had a couple of themed months here. We went from, from our Halloween spectacular all throughout October to Nostalgic November to uh, <laughs> double-feature December. It's, it's
1: been a good year, year. yeah.
2: And so in uh, in January, we're doing new year, new views. We're doing stuff that we've we've never seen, or at least one of us has never, ever seen yeah. um, that we feel like should be seen. Either it's a, a classic that it's like, how did I miss this? Or again, it's just a completely like off the fucking wall. It's Neil Breen.
1: It's, mean, Neil that, Breen. Yeah.
2: it's Neil Breen. Yeah. Neil Breen. Neil um, Breen. So we're, we're hoping also to get, you know, some some guests in of somebody who's hopefully like, hey, Neil never Breen. seen The Godfather. Well, hopefully, I mean, someday. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, what made me think of this was just I, I remember sitting down and going, you know, I've never seen The Godfather. Here we go. Yeah. Sat down and watched one and two. Fortunately, massism a fan mm-hmm. of the show, occasional cast member of the show stepped in and said, you haven't seen him and you haven't watched three yet. I said, no. And he goes, don't. And I did. He's like, you have a <laughs> rare opportunity here. And so I've never seen three. And apparently that's that's a good move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, So we're doing new new stuff all throughout November, January. We don't yet have a, a full schedule for
1: that. But well, we got um, Cody booked for the be. first one. Me, Hunter, and yes, Cody. Yeah. Neil Breen. It's-
2: and cody's never seen it either so you're you're the only expert coming in on the you're you're the uh the holder of the three breen salad yes the supreme breening
1: yes and hopefully we can get uh more people to go to imd breen and support neil and his films so that's <laughs> all, next
3: breen, all the breen.
1: all. it's a delicious three breen salad hunter um <laughs> that's next year oh, but yeah. until then the balconies close, guys please have a merry christmas we mean that from the bottom yes. of our hearts thank you for the support yes. over over 2023 it's been a great it's been a great year for us it really has and uh we're really excited about season nine 2024 thank you merry christmas and have a happy new year and we'll see you in 2024